Welcome, podcast world, to Turn of the Millennials. I'm Stephanie. I'm Lindy. And today, we are actually trying to record virtually. Yeah, this is our first attempt at Zoom recording. Well, not Zoom recording, but Zoom recording for our episode two, the two of us. We're just in our homes in Ontario. (laughs) Yeah, we are about an hour and a bit away from each other. Yes, we are in... In Ontario, about an hour or so from each other. So it's different to do it over Zoom now. We have like lockdown things going on in Ontario at the moment. Yep. So So we figured figured this was probably best. Safest option. On this week's episode, we are going to talk about the Y2K bug. See, realistically, this is just going to be an ongoing kind of series sort of of just everything of the millennium or y2k specific so yeah a lot went on in those last like year two almost three years years or owing up to 2000 what happened so a lot of stuff went down leading up to 2000s because people didn't know what was going to happen at the turn of the millennium at this new you know going from 19 to 2000 in computers and there was just a lot of scary things. Today, we're going to talk specifically about the computer bug or Y2K bug and all the scary hype that went down around it. So basically, okay, to my understanding, the bug was their fear of everything crashing when the computers changed the year from 99 to 2000 because they were in a two-digit system mm-hmm. as opposed to a four-digit system. So if it went to 99 to 00, they were thinking the computers were thinking it would be 1900, not 2000. Yeah, and reset us back to like, and it would set us back to like the, the Stone, Stone Age Ages because realistically there was no computers at the turn of the century. They didn't come about until like, well, the first ones built in like kind of like the 60s, which took up like whole entire rooms or whatever. But we didn't really get, I think, like home mobile computers until probably the 80s with the the apples and stuff like that. The, the screen was what five inches like a five inch screen like, the whole thing was like boxed and squared yeah. together and everything that like i watched i'm watching blossom and i see the computer on her desk and this is like 1991 and her screen is like five inches like it's oh i remember in friends when chandler talks about getting his new laptop for work oh and he's God, like it's like this thick four like, megabytes of memory and you're like my RAM right now is like four megabytes and I have like four terabytes of a hard drive storage. Well, how far we've come. So yes, essentially it was, they were, because of when they were made in the 1900 or the 1960s or whatever, no one thought about turning of the 2000s, I guess, or turning of that switch over and how it might affect down the road. Considering um, the direction the future was kind of going with the whole technology and the computers and internet and all that bullshit, You'd think that would have crossed their mind. It was um, only 30 some odd years away. Maybe they thought there was there would be a different progression or maybe it might have been rewritten or something, but people just kind of took the lazy way out. And well, then they to- assumed wrong. <laughs> Even though it was only 30 years in technology, we advanced significantly. So from like, if you think- Very the- quickly. To the I'm 80s- surprised it wasn't fixed before then. <laughs> exactly. So from the 60s to 80s, like, yeah, we progressed, but just from the 80s to the 2000s, how fast we progressed. And even 2000s oh, yeah. to 2020, how fast we have progressed. It's like in each 20 years, like we progress even fa- like at three times the acceleration that we did in the previous 20 years, almost. Makes me curious for the next two decades. Right? The next 20 years in 2040, when we are going to like, be what in is our technology 60s. going to be like when, oh, yeah, God. like when we hit our 60s? 
Yeah. Yeah. Say that. Say that in our sixties. I know it's scary. Like that makes me want to vomit and cry. You know what really makes me sad is when I got my passport, I got it at 30. So I was like, oh, it's not going to expire for 10 years. I'll be 40. As of four days ago, because I just turned 36, I have four years left on that passport. You're still in your mid 30s, though. I am still in my my late 30s. But I am now only four (laughs) years. I am closer to it expiring than closer to me getting my passport. We are getting old. I'm still closer to 20 than I am 60. Yes, this is true so far. That is my silver lining. Not over the hill yet. <laughs> That's what I'm grasping onto with like nothing left. Right. <laughs> two so, years left. So two what? years and two months. You're counting it down and you don't want well, to. Actually, no, it's, it's two years and like 51 days. Oh, so Y2K essentially was the shorthand yeah, for Y2K. Y2K. For year 2000, it was basically commonly used as widespread computer pro- programming shortcut expected to cause extensive havoc as year 2000 changed from 99 to 2000. So basically, yeah, instead of allowing for four digits for the years, many computer programs only allowed two digits. Originally programmed in the 60s, engineers shortened the date because data storage in computers was costly and actually took up a lot of space. Fear that 2000 would be interpreted to 1900, not 2000. Back in the 60s, they didn't have, so that's actually what it was. They didn't have uh, the space at the time. Because remember said they had like the University of Waterloo had like a computer that was the size of like a gymnasium or something like that. So I vaguely remember hearing about that. Yes. Right. I think my dad talked about it. Our parents talked about it kind of thing. I guess it took up too much space to have... So to cut it, to make a shortcut, they only did the two numbers. So things that were like daily calculated is what they thought was going to have a big problem. So interest rates at banks, power plants, daily routines, transportation and airlines. Cause they thought the planes would fall out of the sky. They thought we were going to have, which uh, I really didn't understand that one. Why did they think planes were going to fall out of the sky? I guess there's something in the GPS and the tracking now that probably is a little more ominous automated so um i didn't get an exact detail unfortunately just said transportation airlines specifically (laughs) anyone who is a pilot out there let us know yeah let us know how that would even be feasibly possible because i just do not understand that and if i tried to research it i probably wouldn't even understand half the words i also remember that they were talking about uh, yeah that the uh, a lot of the power plants layman's term layman's cole's notes yeah Yeah. like you're explaining it to a (laughs) five-year-old and even a five-year-old would understand it better not a flyer. Sorry, I had I to don't say it. I don't like <laughs> flying, so. Yeah, this was a big widespread. Like, this wasn't just in Canada and the States. This was Worldwide. widespread across the world. Everyone was worried about this. Some of the numbers we found, so millions of dollars, even billions, leading oh, up to Y2K. In IT software development to create, you know, workarounds and patches to squash this bug and try to get it. Um, so the global costs from the Gartner firm estimated it between three hundred billion and six hundred billion dollars. Is that worldwide? It's worldwide global cost, yeah. To try and fix this supposed three hundred to six hundred billion dollars. Billion in the two thousands as well. Not so, nowadays billions. Like so. Let me get this straight. So they can spend that amount of money. Never mind. <laughs> my, you know what? My thought trail continued on, and this is not going to be a good conversation for me. So I'm just going to skip it. We're just um, going to cut it off instead of editing yeah. 20 minutes later because we do want to keep yeah. this in a shorter episode than an hour and a half. Yeah. Had recently, guys. No, because I, I had a question, but then I kind of like thought it through, and I'm like, nope. 
that's not bad how outcome. We're see it. So no, yeah, okay. One of the funny things, uh, countries such as Italy, Russia, and South Korea had actually done very little to prepare for Y two K, and they had no more technological problems than the countries like USA that did spend millions to combat the problem. I think it's funny. So some people think yeah. that it may have been a hoax. Um, some people attribute the smooth transition taken, like the, uh, the major effects taken by these businesses. And others just think that it was overstated to begin with and wouldn't have caused significant problems. Kind of like nowadays where you still get your conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. There's people who thought yes, people who thought no. Well, I didn't think it was going to be bad. I, I found think. one Canadian company, on Ontario Hydro, they spent $125 million over three years prepping for Y2K hmm. to clean up the computer code. OPG? Oh, Ontario Hydro. Interesting. Ontario is... Hydro Corporation. Interesting. I might have to talk to Kevin's dad about that because I know he worked for one of the Ontario Hydros. Oh. I wonder if he might remember something about that. Interesting enough, hospitals wouldn't book surgeries for the uh, sensitive post December 31st period. Pretty sure we talked about another episode and it's amazing and it's still at the Best Buy. I'm pretty sure in Kitchener, the please turn off your computers on December 31st, 1999. Because <laughs> yep. we were all afraid. And it, I think that was also the year that um, Backstreet Boys was Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely came out and it was the first music video premiered on Much Music, I think, in the new sure. year. I have to double check that one, but I'm pretty sure I remember that. It was a big thing. They had like a big lead up to it also as well going into it that it was like a huge premiere after New Year's and everything. I can't remember if that was in 99 going into 2000 or the year after. There was also in the state, the year 2000 Information and Readiness Disclosure Act was created to prepare for the event and formed a president's council that consisted of senior officials from the administration and official agencies like FEMA and FBI and things. The council monitored efforts made by private companies to prepare their systems for the event. President had all these councils and stuff. It was widespread, guys. It was a big, big thing. It was everywhere. Every government, well, almost every government, you already covered that certain countries didn't really do much. And like corporation company did what they could to prevent any type of loss of information information or like finances or anything. Like how did Wall Street handle this? Do you know? I don't know. I did not. I did not. I didn't even think to freaking. Right. I didn't even think to do that. I was actually um, looking through CBC. They had a New Year's celebrations and like Y2K archive page that I was fine and that's what I was kind of going through so I was finding a lot of tidbits from the CBC's website I did say that China was described as one of the four countries most likely to suffer the greatest Y2K related disruption disruptions some top airline executives say they'll be flying in their own commercial planes on December 31st and January 1st just to prove how safe and how much they fixed the bugs Ooh. but just in case hundreds of seminars have been held to educate people about Y2K China does have one advantage. Technology and automation arrived later here than in other countries. So many sectors have computers that came Y2K ready. It was the biggest what if that never happened. This is what I also read somewhere. That was in our notes. I wrote that at the bottom of our notes. Okay. All right. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. That's funny. Because like I had right above that was a quote I took from a website. I don't remember because I can't see the screen i just kind of continued it with <laughs> yeah it was the biggest what if that never happened yeah because the quote above it goes on it, it explains something uh technology and automotive automation arrived later here than in other countries so many sectors have were y2k ready when they already got them so so at the time everyone thought they had fixed this y2k bug nothing was everything was fine 
essentially what they did at the time was it was called, well, now they call it windowing. So basically they treated all the dates from 2000 to, to 2020 as from the 2000s rather than the 1900s. So a bunch of computers actually had a problem in 2020 with reading 2020. Cause I guess something, I guess they overlaid the 19 part or something. I think that's what I got from it. Doesn't so it looks really like, makes sense. Right. So it's like they kind of overlaid. So it's like they're, ro- they're rolling back to 1920. 80% of computers fixed in 1999 used the quick, quicker and cheaper option. Basically it kicked, kicked all of the problems down the road. So I guess what they must've done was like overlaid the 19 part or something. So one of the quotes that it was saying, it was those systems that use the quick fix have now reached the end of that window and have rolled back to 1920. Utility companies have reportedly been produced with the erroneous 1920 while tens of thousands of parking meters in New York city have declined credit card transactions because of this glitch. Thousands of cash registered, manufactured by a Polish firm, have also been able to print receipts. It says exactly how long these 2020 fixes will last is unknown, as companies haven't disclosed details about them. If the window is simply pushed back again, we can expect them to have the same error crop up. It seems like no one has gotten to the root problem of this Y2K thing. And they said that another storage problem, storage year would be 2038. They just put uh, a bandaid on it. Yeah, exactly. We've just kept putting this bandaid in this bandaid, which pushes it 20 years down the road, 20 years down the road. So the next one is 2038. It stems from Unix system, which I used to use at my work, which is like a basic kind of DOS system. It's stored at 32 bit integer, which will run out of capacity at 341 AM on January 19th, 2038. Because I guess they still have this Unix epoch time underneath everything. It's kind of... I know you have no idea what I'm talking about, but basically they've used this old base (laughs) system. And I guess it's all still kind of running on this time, but I guess that system runs out at 2038. So we've pushed it from Y2K to Y2 Y 2020. And then now we're going to have a Y 2038 problem. At least that's what we've read according to our researches. (laughs) No, it's 2021. And I'm only just hearing of this now. I know. Right. That's what I thought was funny too was that we didn't hear anything about this previously just this just as we got into this research for this episode i heard about this why 2020 and that they like new york city had these issues with it like what was y2k or i mean covid didn't really get into bad territory until march so uh yeah and that's like almost three that'd be almost three months so unless we were dealing with world war three from trump at the time then maybe that's why people didn't notice yeah, that whole fucking thing. I'd like to like black out those last four years of that area. So basically this millennium bug was never fixed, never got to the root cause, never fixed the problem. We just like we always do in a lot of society, a lot of society, we just like to bandage and put it off on future generations, like emissions problems. <laughs> it's a lot of problems. Right? There are yeah. a lot of problems. Right. But I also remember, I wish I brought, I'll have to get it for the next millennial episode, millennium episode that we do. But my grade nine year, grade 11 year book, when they had the Y2K insert, the special McLean's edition insert into our, added into our yearbooks. I want to have that yeah. one. So on the next episode, I'll have to, the next millennium episode, I will bring, I'll bring that out of storage and I will, we'll talk about that one. Cause it had a few of them where it was like top events that happened, um, celebrations from across the millennium and stuff like that. And it was, yeah. it was cool. Do you remember where you were 
when you rang in 2000? Now I have to check this. Show you would have been 14. If it was the year that the Backstreet Boys came out with their video, I was at grandma's. Well, I was for 16 it. in grade 11. Released 1999. Released December 21st, 1999. So yeah. Yep. The music video for the track was released on new 1999's New Year's Eve and was directed by Stuart Gosling. Yes. So I was at grandma's with Danielle watching New Year's Eve. And then we went over to Much Music and we watched the premiere of that episode or of that uh, music video. I feel like maybe we had a friend over too that weekend, but I don't know who it was. I can honestly say, I don't think I remember where I was. I'm pretty sure I remember who I was with. I just don't remember where we were. And I wouldn't have been drinking because I would have been with my high school clique. Like I would have been with like Catherine and Katie and Tiff, Lisa and Andrea, Danielle. We would have all been together. Well, Danielle would have been at my house with grandma. Okay, so Danielle wouldn't have been with us then. Unless you were with us or it was with Taryn with us or something. I don't remember. I might have been with you. I don't know. I feel like I remember there was another person there with us. So I don't know if it was you or Katie or Taryn. Someone else was there. And I, I honestly, now I don't even know. I don't, I know. Who. Maybe it was Taryn because I think my grandma was out at the club and she came home that night and she was a little loosey goosey from all the drinks she had. And she was like, she gave everybody like new year's hugs. And I think Taryn was like, Oh, your grandma's so nice. She gave me, I think that was, Taryn. it might've been Taryn. Okay. Yeah. I remember now, <laughs> but I do remember I was at, it was at grandma's and we watched that Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I feel like I remember that I'm, starting to like lose my memories from my earliest being younger i'm starting to be like i used to remember as like something specific and now i can't remember it anymore because if you don't use it obviously you start to lose it or another thing uh, one thing i kind of read was that like when you break up with someone or like lose a friendship and things like that you actually lose a part you actually kind of lose a part of your memory because there's something about the memory together it. that it's like a trigger with you yeah, so you literally almost lose a memory when you lose that person. It was really weird. I was like, but I'm like, that makes total sense. It's a long time yeah, ago. I, I think it was on like John Tesh or something like that. <laughs> Where brains work is weird. Right? So, so weird. So fast. We're capable of so much and yet we use so little. But if only we had access to all of our brain, the shit we could do. We would be like X-Men. Unstoppable. So um, I think Avenger. They're all part of Marvel. It's fine. X-Men are way better anyways. I love X-Men, but I love Avengers. <laughs> I don't know. I like the, uh, like. I want to be Captain Marvel. <laughs> mm, Storm. I know. She was, she was just awesome. I just, Captain Marvel's awesome. Like. Or Phoenix. Pretty much literally do. Like, right. I, I saw the Phoenix. trailer for the new Venom movie. Aaron Which, just watched that. I saw so like the good. seconds of it. I can't wait for it. I love, I loved the first one. I can't wait for the second one. I love Tom Hardy. Mm my team so i think that's really all we've we got have anything else for the, like y2k because we totally got off topic quite a bit we did but i feel um, like that's most of all for like the bug stuff yeah. unless you oh, oh you you're you're yes you're, you're my your friend tibbet my baguette yes. tibbet um, so i don't remember what website it was that i got this from but i took it i paragraphed it from the website it says most importantly most importantly government of france assured the country that the majority of the bakeries computers are bug free barring any major blackouts they promise that there will be fresh bread new year's day gotta have that bread need the baguettes not about the baguettes and it's yeah. the baguettes for the french for the breakfast morning yeah. Paris, the baguettes the paris <laughs> i listen to I that song every day six too. Eggs. that's too expensive there must be more to the what is it? says something about baguettes in that song. This what I'm going to make about my wife. Because <laughs> I know at some point they say baguettes in that song. 
Yeah, it's Marie, the baguettes. Hurry up. <laughs> also, I had a couple of different, like, some more tidbits that yep. France had their train stopped for a half an hour, about probably quarter to 12 till quarter after 12, stopped that okay. night. And then Belgium had their train stopped for several hours over the transition. Oh. Now, was that like so, voluntarily stopped or just? I believe so. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they did it themselves. Um, yeah, they got them all like they coordinated with the country and was all of our trains, everything's going to stop for this amount of time because they don't want they didn't want anything going wrong with the computer systems and causing derailments and death yeah. and whatever. Right. So they paused them for quite some time until they figured it was safe. And actually, some of Europe's shipping was halted as well. And the ports were closed mm. over over New Year's Eve. Most countries had all of their emergency emergency personnel on standby. Yes, I, I did read that emergency personnel was on standby alert for everywhere. Which is fantastic. I mean, that's great. And I mean, realistically, at the same time, everyone was at, like kind of doing celebrations and partying anyway. So, of course, if they're out in public, they're going to be having, you know, some people should be there. So I watched um, that episode of Family Guy. The Y2K <laughs> episode of Family Guy. Show me like, potato salad. Yeah. <laughs> left foot, right foot, left foot, right fudgy the whale cookie puss yes i was watching it with the kids and i'm just like this was 21 years ago well even just like not only was y2k 21 years ago that episode was 21 years ago kevin watching futurama on disney plus the same like i think the first episode is 99 2000 like the switchover yeah it's 1999 yeah so exactly the same thing during the countdown is when he gets locked into the thing because we're watching that too. Yeah, 21 years ago. We're on season four. And Kevin and I would watch it on his, like, it was his, like, fall asleep one when it was on Netflix and then it was gone forever and he was so sad. And then as soon as it came to Disney Plus, he was like, oh, I'm so excited. We watched it so much, Aaron started dreaming about it. So we had to stop watching it for a little bit. <laughs> so funny, but it's a good show. I like it. But yeah, I think. Any that's... more tidbits about that or anything else you want to talk about about the Y2K bug at this moment in time? I think right now that's all I've got. My notes for my Y2K bug and plus one yeah. to keep this a little bit on the shorter side as well. So yeah, I don't, I don't recall anything interesting happening around here, Megan. Where we grew I up think, like, I think just uh, City Hall had festivities and stuff like that, but no. Yeah. I think no everything major. ran like very normal. Like nothing was disturbed. No major dramas. Yeah. Nothing out of the usual. Just rang in a new decade or whatever. And then everybody just went millennium. Went, went to sleep, and then we all woke up in a new millennium and. Weren't the any other wiser. No, we and we not. still are not wearing plastic or well, maybe holographic, but we are not wearing plastic clothing. No, no, we are so not. You remember like all the futuristic clothing we wore at the like millennium dances and stuff like that? Yep, I remember that. Everything Although, was silver, everything was like silver, black, or white. I, I, I do still wear silver and holographic stuff if I find it because it's so pretty, but we're not wearing plastic stuff, not what we th- thought we'd be 20 years from now. No, yeah, no, the, the world is definitely not where I thought it would be by 2021. Me neither. Like, I kind of wish that I had, like, an old school project or something where, as a as seven or eight-year-old, I predicted what the world was going to be like in the year 2020. Right. And I want to oh. know what, like, seven-year-old me thought. Uh, on the CBC one, there is some stuff where there's, like, kids giving predictions of it and stuff. That's why I thought it was kind of funny. Of Like, what like from back then? Yep. And then there was also uh, two psychics that were, they had a little snippet interview of two psychics that uh, what their predictions were for the, the next millennium and stuff. It was actually kind of really interesting. Were they accurate? Some things also like, it's still only 20 years into it. So we might not even like, some oh, of the okay. things might not happen oh, they quite meant yet. For the whole, got it. Okay. Yeah. 
understood. All right. All right. Well, I guess this concludes our podcast on the Y2K bug. Yeah. Concludes that had the whole episode. world in an absolute tizzy. And spent billions you know, upon billions of dollars. Stupid. Okay. So they knew that this was going to fucking happen. Well, everybody waited literally until like the last year or two to do anything about it. The American way. No, but I don't even just mean in States. I mean like the whole world. Everyone only waited to like the last year or two, unless it really couldn't be implemented until then. Like maybe it was like time sensitive or something. No idea. Not a computer genius. Not technologically savvy at all. So that's my guess. I have no idea. But <laughs> so on we're that on the note, same page. That is the rest of our Y2K episode. Uh, um, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for us, coming back. Follow us on all the socials. Uh, Instagram. I think we got TikTok. We got Spotify, um, Twitter, Apple um, yeah. listen to listen and subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Do you have a Patreon? Everything is at Turn of the Millennials Pod. Our website is millennialspod.com and our email with because, one N. No, that's our email. Oh, wait, that's our email. Because Sorry. I fucked up. <laughs> it is Turn of the Millennials with one N in Millennials Podcast at gmail.com. And you can don't always- judge her for that. I know. I'm sorry. I don't judge you for that, Stephanie. Yay. Feel the love. So yeah, follow us, subscribe, care with your friends. Yeah. Word of mouth travels. Check our old episodes because they are awesome. And we have some fun guests coming up in some future, future episodes. Yeah. If you haven't yet, check out our Ed the Sock episode. Absolutely. It was such a good time. We were so smiley the whole time. I was so effing stoked to talk to him. Right. So stoked. So good. So yeah. so keep us keep us on your your radio down. No, <laughs> keep us on your Spotify on your playlist, and we will see you guys or talk to you guys next week. Yeah, have a good one. Peace out.